Now, I know we know this already. In Greek, the Greek word for uh, power is dunamis. It comes from the word dynamite. And as we know, dynamite is an explosive uh, 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 mineral or material that, that, that is in existence. And any time that dynamite is used for its purpose, everyone knows about it because there's noise. There's an explosion. And also linked with that word uh, power or dynamite in the Greek is another meaning that is linked to that, which is might, which mighty works or wonderful works. And the Bible speaks about the word of God, which is powerful. So the word of God, as we know, is powerful. It's dynamite. It demonstrates power. It's explosive. But it also means mighty works. Now, say so these mighty works and these explosive ways which I'm talking about, when they're shown to those who are not saved, those who don't know the Lord, it gives us a legitimate platform to share the gospel. You know, God wants to use us to demonstrate his power in any situation that we face. Each and every one of us. So, Yvonne, God wants to use you. The world, God wants to use you to demonstrate his power in whatever situation that you face. But at the same time, he wants to give you and wants to, to use that as an opportunity to share the gospel. And there are so many ways. I mentioned before uh, where I have been able to pray for somebody who's not being well. And through that prayer, it was an opportunity for me to speak to the person about the gospel, about the reason why I know the Lord and why I'm encouraging them to know the Lord for themselves. And these are opportunities that God has given to us, not just for ourselves, as I've said, but as a way to share the gospel of God. And there are many examples in the Bible. One famous example is in the, is in the book of uh, 1 Kings. And it's a story of uh, Elijah. When Elijah, during a time of famine, went into a land, found a, 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 went into a home uh, where a, a mother, a widow, and their son uh, were living. And at that time, as I said, it was extreme famine. No food. They were literally, you know, probably dying of starvation. And the Bible, the story of the Bible said that Elijah went and spoke to them, asked them to make food for him, which is what, a bit of an insult because they don't even have any food. But the Lord led him to this household, told him, speak to them, told them to make food for you. He went there in obedience, told them to make food. They made food for him. But then the, the widow's son was unwell. And to cut a long story short, it came to a situation where the widow's uh, son eventually died. Now, in this situation, let me read what the scripture says and how the Lord used Elijah to demonstrate his power and, and use this as an opportunity for uh, this family to know the Lord. So I'm reading 1 Kings chapter 17. Reading from the New King James Version. I'm reading from verse 20. It says, and his sickness was so serious. This is talking about the boy. There was no breath left in him. So she said to Elijah, the woman, the widow, what have I to do to you, O man of God? Have you come to bring my sin to remembrance? 
and to kill my son. And he said to her, give me your son. So he took him out of his arms, carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his own bed. Then he cried out to the Lord and said, oh, Lord, my God, have you also brought tragedy on this widow with whom I lodge by killing her son? And he stretched himself out on the, on the child three times and cried out to the Lord and said, oh, Lord, my God, I pray, let this child's soul come back to him. Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came back to him and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him up down from the upper room into the house and gave him to his mother. And Elijah said, and this is what you need to note, see your son lives. Then the woman said to Elijah, now by this I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is the truth. Amen. Her son had died, but Elijah prayed that God would revive the life of her son. And then her son came back to life. And the woman with her own mouth then said, now by this I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord is in your mouth. The Bible doesn't give any history of this woman, but I'm very sure that the woman had no relationship with the Lord up until this point. But at this point, when he prayed, for the son's life to be revived. That was when this woman that didn't know the Lord came into having a relationship with the Lord. So this is the power of God in action where God will use you in any opportunity that you have to demonstrate his power but to also bring about salvation. Amen? Mark 9, 38 to 39. Just quickly, I'll read this. Of another example said, now John answered him saying, teacher, we saw someone who does not follow us casting out demons in your name. And we forbade them because he does not follow us. But Jesus said, do not forbid, forbid them. For no one who works a miracle in my name can soon afterward speak evil of me. Amen. Again, this is an example of the apostles demonstrating God's power as the Holy Spirit led them. And see, as others saw them demonstrating the power of God, what did they do? They saw that God's power was being used in them. And then they attempted to do exactly the same thing. And this was an opportunity. Jesus said, don't stop them because by them attempting to do these things, that they are then now bringing themselves into relationship with the Lord because they are seeing what, they are, what the apostles are doing as a way of demonstrating the things of God. It was attracting them. The power of God. So God's power is in us through the Holy Spirit. And God wants us to work with him so that that power is manifest. So that power is shown. Not just in bringing lives, back, uh, uh, lives that, that were dead back to life. That's probably the, the extreme end. But in so many other little ways where people are believing for maybe financial breakthrough, you go and you pray for them. You speak over them and declare God's word and they receive a breakthrough. Where maybe they have some kind of mental, emotional issue. You go and you pray for them. You cast out whatever mental issue. It could be depression. It could be uh, uh, some kind of a learning disability, wherever it may be. But you go and you pray. I'm going to pray. You go to the person directly. Say, I'm going to pray with you that this issue that you have had or that maybe your child or that your friend has had, I'm going to pray with you so that thing goes. And as you pray with them, 
and that thing releases and goes, and they see that the power of God has been shown, that's your opportunity to now say, listen, I didn't do this because it's some abracadabra type of thing. I did this because the authority that is in Jesus has been delegated to me. And as I prayed for you, the power of God has been manifest. But I want you also to now know of this power by being in relationship with Jesus. And that is how we share the gospel of God in that way. But recognize this. God's power is not the only power that exists. The power that is working through us through the Holy Spirit is not the only power that exists in this world because there is also demonic power that exists. And it is very real. If you go through scripture, you'll see examples of demonic power in action in different ways. You know, in the book of Acts chapter 8, from verse 9 to 10, it speaks of somebody called uh, Simon the Sorcerer. This guy was known throughout the land where he was to be a person that demonstrates sorcerous acts, like a magician. He will speak something and it will come to pass. He will speak maybe some kind of situation to take place and it will happen. And at those times, the kings and the, 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 those in, in, um, in, uh, in, in positions, they will call him and his team to come in a situation that, was, that they were concerned about. And they would ask Simon and his team to come and to you know, do his work so that whatever uh, thing they wanted to change by the power in Simon, th those things will change. These things are real. And it's not just how many years ago in the Bible. These things happen now. Things such as tarot cards, zodiac signs, all these type of things, palm reading. These are examples of demonic power. And the thing about these powers is that they are real, as I said to you. You know, years ago when I used to um, uh, attend, a, uh, worked in a certain place, people there used to follow star signs literally habitually on a daily basis. And as they read them out, they will be saying that what they've read has happened in their lives. And that's why they followed it. So they will read that, oh, that by the end of the week, either they'll meet somebody or they'll come into money or something like that. And lo and behold, by the end of that week, that's exactly what would happen. So because they're seeing that this thing has some kind of power, that's why they follow it. And I'm sure for some of us, maybe, we have been following it. But God forbid, I pray that you're not continuing to follow it now because its source is demonic. It's not the power of God. It's the power of Satan. And we have to recognize that these things are in existence, but they're an attraction for us. And if any of us have been dabbling in these things, I encourage you to stay clear, because the enemy will do what he can to hold on to you in this area. Because what it does, it doesn't just call you to follow the, the attraction of the power, but also that power will also do things in you that will take you away from the Lord completely. In tandem with the, the power that I'm talking about, as in demonic power, there's also another area that we have to contend with, which is false doctrine, wrong doctrine. Remember, we're talking about the power of God, but we're talking about also evangelism, sharing the gospel of God. And wrong doctrine or false doctrine is something that Satan has planned deliberately 
in order to bring confusion within God's kingdom and to cause and deceive people from knowing the truth about the word of God. You know, one of the first examples of wrong doctrine or false doctrine is in the Garden of Eden. You know, we all know the story when, G when um, you know, the Lord created Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. He gave them very clear instructions. You can enjoy the garden, do this, that, the other. But uh, the tree of, 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 of life, don't touch that tree. That was the instruction. But then Satan came now and then began to change that doctrine that was given. Began to twist it. Got a time, I won't, I won't go into reading it, but Genesis 3 from 1 to 6, you can read it yourself. A clear instruction was given, a verbal instruction from the Lord. But then the enemy came and twisted it. And because Eve heard something that she felt was the right thing to do based on her situation, she obeyed the enemy rather than obeying Satan. And that is how false doctrine works. Satan twisted God's word and Eve's eyes were opened. As I said, this process is in existence today. And it's one of the challenges that we have when it comes to sharing God's word that we are at times so held up on the doctrine that we are sharing that it can shift people away from the truth of God's word. You know, one of, the, one of the false doctrines that I hear a lot, actually, is about this notion that even if you sin, that you still go to heaven because God is God of love. You know, the Bible says, I think it's in um, Rev no, not Revelation, it Acts or so, or Romans, that uh, nothing can separate us from God's love. So because even if we are sinning and we are in the mode of sin habitually, so even if we die in sin, that we'll still go to heaven and be with the Lord because nothing can separate us from the love of God because that's what the word of God says. But again, it's twisting the context of what the Bible says. Because remember, Jesus came to remove sin. He didn't come to entertain it or to play around with it. He came so that sin will be destroyed and lost. But unfortunately, this is the doctrine that people hold on to, to say, well, you know, at the end of the day, God knows my heart. So even if I sin, it's okay because nothing can separate us from the love of God. That's why it's so important to study the word of God for yourself and know the context of which the word of God is given. Because what we're talking about now, we're talking about the power of God, we're talking about uh, the opportunity to share the gospel of God to people. People will come and they'll ask you questions about the Bible. And we need to be in a position where we're sharing to them the truth of the gospel. And the truth is, as we know, the Bible says it's appointed first to die and then the judgment. We are only going to die once. There's no multiple deaths. You die once. You stand before God once. However, whilst we are breathing and living, we have multiple opportunities to come to make sure that we are right with God. So we have the opportunity now by hearing these type of words to go and to share the truth of the gospel to those around us because they need to hear it. They need to hear the truth. 
and the truth that they need to hear will come from us. We have to be the one to share the gospel with them. It's not about looking at somebody else and saying, oh, so-and-so will, will speak to them. There are people in your own circle that God has ordained for you to share the gospel to. So you young guys, you young people at the back, the Matthews, David, Josiah, etc., Aaron, when you go to your school, don't think that God's not expecting you to, when you get the opportunity, to share the gospel to your friends. Because that's your platform. And God will ask you, when you went to your school, what did you do? He expects you to let people know why you are saved. I mentioned the scripture last week. I think I, well, I didn't. I, I mentioned the I paraphrased it, but I didn't go into detail. It was in First Peter, when the Bible says, "Always be ready to give a reason for the hope of your calling." In other words, always be ready to share the reason why you're saved. So your friend in school, I'm sure they'll come and ask you. Maybe you, you'll see your friend doing things, and you rightfully take a step back and like, mm, I'm not doing that. And then I ask you, why are you not doing that? Why are you not uh, 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 going with us to, I don't know, to go and take drugs? Explain to them why. Because of your relationship with the Lord. This is what the Lord expects you to do. Because this is what the Bible says. So we all need to be careful not to fall into wrong doctrine. And the only way we can do that is by spending time knowing and understanding and studying the word of God. I encourage you, when you can, take the time out to study God's word. Take the time out to understand his word, the contents of his word. We have Bible studies on Tuesdays. It's an opportunity to hear the word, to ask, ask questions, etc. Some of you, even I know Peter, Georgia Online, started their own Bible study. Brilliant. This is a way for you to understand the word of God because sometimes I may say something. Uh, Pastor Nicholas may say something. The ministers, when they come and share, they may say something that to you, you hear it and you think, mm, that doesn't sound correct. If it doesn't sound correct, that's fine. Then come and let's discuss. If you don't agree with what's been said in, the, in, the, in God's word, then let's sit down and go through it so that we can understand what con the context in which the word has been written so that you can apply it in, 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 in your own life. These are things that we, we need to put in play now. It's not about trying to wait until whenever or when I'm ready, when I'm in a position. There's never a right time because we're always all busy doing what we're doing. But I encourage you, when you can, apportion time daily to spend time in the word of God. I'm saying this to myself as well because I don't always do it. But this is what is the priority. And it's all part of seeking the kingdom of God first. Which the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. Because when you seek and put God's things first, it is impossible to lose out on anything else. Because he will make sure that everything else falls into place. Everything else. So you may be there right, right now battling with your health. Thinking, I can't focus on the things of God because I'm not well. Still, seek his kingdom first. And your, your health will be addressed by the Lord. You may be in a financial situation right now. You're thinking, I can't, my mind's not even on anything to do with, the, with God's kingdom. Because I need to pay my bills. But the Bible says, seek first the kingdom. So seek him's kingdom first. And he will take care of your bills. He will bring whatever financial provision that you need. Because you are obeying God's word. Amen.
So very quickly, I want to highlight three things or three ways that God's power helps us to win souls. And also how God's power works in us and through us in a way that he desires it to do so. The first is that it, it is conforming us to the image of his son. This means that we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us using the power of God to make us more like Jesus. That is the aim. The aim is to be like the Lord. And we are like the Lord through the power of the Holy Spirit working within us. You see, God in his wisdom, he will use our challenges and our battles deliberately combined with his power in our lives to help to change us and to make us into reflections of Christ. So every situation that you are facing is not by accident. It is deliberate because God wants to use that situation to reflect Christ. He wants to use that situation so that the power of God can be shown through you as you go through that challenge, you go through that battle, you go through that turmoil that you're going through so that God's power can be manifest but also so that you can demonstrate a reflection of Christ in your situation. You know, many of you know that I'm, I'm mourning my mom. My mom passed away many weeks back. But I know that God will use that situation to bring glory to his name. It's not something that I wanted to go through. And it's the same way you look at your situation. It's not something that you wanted to go through. However, God will use that situation if you allow him to. Not only to demonstrate his power, but also for you in your situation to declare the work of God and the name of the Lord. The second way is that his power works within us by enabling us to do the things which our own efforts is impossible. For example, God's power enables us to overcome even the most stubborn, habitual sin that we may be facing. And it enables us to speak with authority to others about the Lord Jesus. That's how, how God's power works within us. You know, some of us are examples of this. Where we have been in a situation where there's been maybe a habitual sin challenge that we have had to face. But because of us focusing on God and allowing the Lord to work through us, we receive freedom. We were set free from that situation. And as a result of that now, you are now on authority in that position, in that situation. So you can see somebody that is struggling with a particular situation that you've been through yourself. And when you see them now, it's almost like something comes over you to say, let me go and speak to this person because you've been through that similar situation. So when you speak to them, you can speak to them with a, from a position of authority and encourage them and also nurture them through that situation because the power of God has worked through you to deliver you. And now you can use that situation, use that experience to minister to others. There are so many people in, a, in similar type of situations that have been through things that have been really challenging. But even though it's been challenging, 
God will use you to minister to others in that situation. You know, I don't want to be focusing on, on loss of life. But it's amazing when you lose somebody and then you see somebody or you meet with somebody that has lost somebody themselves. You can relate to them in, in, in a very unique way. But you can also encourage them because we know we all grieve differently. But where you're in a position where you've been, you've, you've been through an element of grief and then you see somebody that's going through grief themselves, God will now empower you because you've been through it to minister to somebody else. Now, talking to Yvonne this morning about a situation at work that reminded her of, of Yao. But the Lord used her to minister. And this is how the Lord operates and works in us. So never see your situation as something that is, is you know, it's, it's, you just, you can't make progress. It's an opportunity. God will use your situation, no matter how difficult that it may seem. He will use that, that, that situation that you are in. Not only to show his power, but also as an opportunity for you to share the gospel of God to other people. Now see, don't be like some people in a situation that you find yourself. You are trusting God for whatever it is. And God uses you to, let's say, you know, receive a breakthrough in a situation. It could be financial, let's say. You believe in God to show his power in a particular situation financially and God turns up and he favors you and let's say he brings somebody I don't know to to bring an opportunity and that financial situation has been addressed God has blessed you God has used you and there's an opening now because God's power has been seen and shown there's an opening an opportunity to share the gospel but then you don't you just focus on the fact that you've now been blessed in that situation but then you don't respond to the opportunity to share the gospel to those in that circle of situation that can hear the word of God. And then the opportunity goes. I encourage you not to be like that, which is why I'm being very deliberate in how I'm sharing this word. Because opportunities come every day to share the gospel of God. God doesn't want us to live in this life and be struggling the whole time. He doesn't want that. What he wants us to do is to live according to his will first and foremost. He wants us to seek his kingdom first and foremost. He wants us in our situation to stand on his word and to demonstrate his power so that we can be delivered and receive assistance and go from maybe from a struggle to a victory in our situation. But then through all of that, to demonstrate the word of God, to speak and share the word of God. So it's, it, it is a process that God wants us to follow. So I encourage each and every one of us, I know my time is up soon, to ensure that any situation that we are facing, that we are in, when God steps in and intervenes, when his power is demonstrated through us, don't just receive the victory and be, yeah, yeah, Lord, I give you thanks, I give you praise. Don't stop there. But you take it further by sharing the gospel of the Lord. And speak in the word to those around you. Thirdly, and lastly, before I pray, God's power is at work in us to sustain us. God wants to keep us. You know, as I said, we all go through trials and battles, etc. 
We all go through things where we don't even know what to do next. But the power of God in us works within us during these times and it give, brings balance to our situation. Now, I read somewhere, I read this quote. It said, God's power is getting you ready for what he already has ready for you. There's a lot of readies in there, but I'll say it again. God's power is getting you ready for what he already has ready for you. The power of God. It prepares you and it gets you ready. Not just for that situation, but for the things that God has already put in play for you. So no matter what we face, no matter what it is that may come our way, no matter how desperate the situation that we face may be, God is taking you through. He is. He's taking you through. And you will always have his power at hand to be victorious. I want us to pray. As I said, I know many of us, there are different challenges that we have been facing. I'm reminded of um, Olu and different ones in the NHS that obviously this situation with having to uh, uh, vaccinate against really your, your, or being forced to vaccinate is a very live issue. There are others who are facing different situations where there is a struggle and we need the Lord to intervene. Right now, I want you to pray and ask for the Lord to demonstrate his power in your situation. Father, we lift up these ones before you. Lord, you see the circumstance of each and every one of your children. And Father, I pray, as your word says, it's not by your power or our power, nor by might, but it is by your spirit. Father, we know that there is nothing in our own selves that we can do. But Lord, we are looking for your power through your Holy Spirit. We're looking, oh God, for your presence to move. So right now, as I bring your children before you, in every struggle, in every battle that different ones are facing, I pray for your divine intervention. I pray that you will move on their behalf. Lord, we speak your power to be evident right now. That, Lord, as different ones are believing you for divine intervention. Father, go ahead of them. Go ahead of them. Let your power be manifest. Let them give glory and praise to you in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for your supernatural intervention. That, Lord, that you will move on their behalf and that all glory shall be given to you. I also pray, O oh God, that, Lord, that you will help us in every circumstance where you have given us victory to speak, O oh God, and declare your word. Use us, Heavenly Father, God, to be true disciples, to share your gospel in every situation that we face. So as you give us victory and breakthrough in our situation, we will also speak your word, speak your gospel, and bring people to a place of salvation. Lord, I pray that you will have your way in us. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father.
Thank you, Lord God. Those of you that are believing in the Lord to intervene in a decision that you need to make this week, I just want you to just lift your hands right now. I just want to pray over you. Whatever decision that you're committing before the Lord, so it could be with regard to vaccination, it could be anything else, just lift your hands. I want to pray over you for God's grace, for God's supernatural intervention to be with you. So, Father, I pray right now that, Lord, that your hand will rest upon your children, that, Lord, that you will go ahead of them, O oh God, that your spirit will be with them, that you will guide them. Father, whatever situation, oh God, that they are facing, we thank you that you will give them victory in the name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God, that it's not by our own power, not by our own might, but only by your spirit. So, Father, go ahead of them. Grant them grace, supernatural favor. We speak it. Let your power be made manifest in the name of Jesus. As they stand on your word and as they look to you and put their trust in you, we pray that your kingdom shall come. And that your perfect will shall be done in the name of Jesus. Father, move on their behalf. And let all glory be given to you. Also pray you for your peace that passes all understanding to keep their hearts and to keep their minds. Knowing, oh God, that you are in control. Father, I'll let their trust be totally in you. Not on what is said or what isn't said. What on, on, on any form of, of, of implied words or anything of that nature. But Lord, we pray that their trust will be totally in you as they look to you and your word, and may your spirit minister to them, so that all glory is given to you. So, Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.